are listening to A State of the Union, estate planning made simple. Here's your host, Brad Wewell, from the Wewell Law Firm in Austin, Texas. Hi, this is Brad Wewell. We are here with the State of the Union, our podcast from Texas Trust Law, which was formerly known as the Wewell Law Firm, but we've changed our name to Texas Trust Law, and we can do that now because the law changed in July. And prior to July of 2021, lawyers always had to have the name of their law firm in the firm. So Smith, Brown, and Jones, or I don't know what, black, white, and green. Uh, now we can have new names, and our new name is Texas Trust Law because we well, mm, hard to spell, hard to say. Texas Trust Law, easier to spell, easier to say. So you'll see that as we come along. And I am here today with this fantastic program. And I'm here to talk to Lena Zapata, and she is a co-owner of Mir uh, Consulting, and this is a senior care management company. And we talk about seniors a lot because I hate to tell you this and remind you, but we are all getting a little bit uh, <clears throat> older and wiser, maybe. That's a little uh, iffy sometimes. Maturity is... Uh, comes and goes. Uh, I, uh, I can still be fairly immature in a lot of the stupid stuff, but I'm learning. I'm growing. I'm only 69, so I've got a little ways to go. Lena, it is a pleasure to have you here. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me, Brad. Good. And we're going to talk about elder stuff. I said that yes. to maybe a little bit of special needs stuff. And, and maybe it's not our viewers or our listeners who are older. I always kind of consider myself like old is going to be 20 years older than me, mm -hmm. right? So 89, right? There you go. Then I'll be old. Uh, but um, they may have older parents. They may have older loved ones. Why don't you, if you don't mind, give us an overview of what your company does, and then we'll get into what you do and how our viewers and listeners can benefit from knowing more about what's out there from a resource perspective. Sure. Um, Mere Care Consulting was established by my mother-in-law in 2005. We started in Nueces County, which is Corpus Christi and the Coastal Bend area. And we are air traffic control for adult children or spouses that are taking care of an aging relative or loved one. And there are a lot of moving pieces and parts when it comes to elder care. We don't get a lot of opportunity to do that on repeat. And so um, we are of the mindset that planning now for peace of mind later and at least getting an idea of what your elder relative or whoever you're caring for wants for their long-term care. And so we are putting the plans together. Um, we are often jumping into crisis situations because mm -hmm. of lack of planning. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we are trying to bring peace to a very chaotic, what could be a very chaotic situation, and guiding families um, to make the make recommendations so that um, we can have their elders can have a peaceful, um, good quality of life um, for wherever they choose to live. When they get to the point they can't really live on their own and can't Correct. really take care of themselves, Correct. which is what happened to my mom. She <laughs> was uh, healthy and wise and less than two months before her 90th birthday had a stroke and we realized she couldn't be cared for in her home. Her home was too small and 
you know, it was a home that was built in the 50s mm -hmm. and the doorways were too small and we just didn't have the resources to completely redo it. And it was a challenge and a struggle and it was stressful on the siblings' relationship yes. too, trying to decide what's the best for her. One of the things I saw yesterday in the Wall Street Journal, I'm not sure if you saw it, was a story on how older children and older spouses are, have to take care of their much older parent or their spouse. And had a picture of a, of a, a husband at 96 taking care of his 92-year-old mother and another picture of a 82-year-old son taking care of his 100-year-old mother. Yes. You see that? I see that a lot. <laughs> yes. Okay. Wow. Yes. Wow. So <clears throat> let's try to break this down yes. because there's so much into this. So Mir gets a call from a child, an adult child, uh, about their concern about mom, dad, whatever. I mean, what happens at that point? So when, when a potential um, client calls us, um, and a lot of times they're either local or they're out of state. Sure, of course. And who can be the eyes and ears from a professional lens to give some recommendations on what is happening in the home and kind of do a holistic approach to assessing all of the moving pieces and parts that can happen. And that includes legal, clinical, financial, psychosocial, um, safety, nutrition. So mm. we're assessing mm. all of these. Mm. My team is comprised of medical social workers, nurses, and private professional guardians. Mm. So our lens is different. Mm -hmm. um, we're certified and um, we, we have a, just a very broad view. And what we're looking for are what are the, what do we see as a short-term goal making recommendations and then what could possibly happen down the road when it happens. For example, most of our clients want to live in the home environment. Sure How can do. we make that happen? Mm -hmm. Do we, we want to honor that quality of life and their wish to live at, stay at home? However, there could be an event. They fall, there you they go. break their hip, they right. go into the hospital. What is the next, what is, what is the journey um, in the hospital? Uh, getting treated, going to skilled nursing, and then what is going to be the step down or the, the long-term care situation. You have to combine that and balance that with what the family wants. Mm -hmm. You also have to and combine that with the resources. What they can afford. Can, correct. Sure. And so taking that very broad perspective, and then also, you know, those are just the logistics, but what about the emotional aspect? Mm -hmm. um, and so mm -hmm. we are also hand-holding um, during that time and also giving them the reality. Um, we don't have any um, investment with anybody or any uh, referral fees from anyone that is an assisted living, home health, home care agency. You're independent. We're independent and we're driving the care because that's what the family wishes to do. We're not incentivized by. Good. They have to be a good extension of my practice and they have to provide excellent care because that's what I expect for not only my own parents, but you know, for, for our clients. So you all aren't, if I understand it right, and, and ladies and gentlemen, I told this morning that I, I deliberately didn't delve too deep into her company so that I could ask these questions as if I'm you because I need to know this. Yes. You don't provide direct care it doesn't sound like. No we are as an attorney <coughs> advises on legal that's their right. wheelhouse. We are advising on health care, psychosocial, community resources and connecting and um, they have vetted all of those resources so that we are driving and making sure that it's quality that they're going to do what they say, 
um, and holding those entities that are involved in this care village accountable for the care. So we get calls here from out-of-state adult kids, local adult kids, hey, mom or dad have had a problem, we need to find, or my spouse. Again, we're dealing a lot more with spouses, and one of the spouses is wobbly now, mm -hmm. um, either physically wobbly and really can't take care of themselves, and, and the, the healthy spouse can't take care of them either. Correct. Or, it's, again, it's dementia or Alzheimer's or whatever. Where do, how, do, how do I find the right nursing home, the right assisted living? What's the difference in assisted living and independent living? Mm -hmm. Do you have resources that can guide people like that? Yes, and, and we, we do guide uh, individuals and family members that are taking care of an elder adult that, have, that has cog cognitive impairment, dementia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's related right. um, dementia. And so we have to advocate and make sure that the living arrangement and recommendation is appropriate to the level of care that that client needs, okay? You know, oftentimes you'll say, oh, they can go into an independent living with caregivers, but you have to look at how cost exorbitant and it's not cost effective. Um, and then they probably will have to move because mm -hmm. the level of care is not appropriate. Mm -hmm. So we wanna look at not just the immediate care situation, but what is gonna happen down the road. Right, because it tends to be a downward slope. Right, and you know, you look at that, that, that stress on, on the individual, the client that's going through the process, but what about everybody that surrounds? Sure, because <laughs> the, the mantra, the holy grail is, I want to stay in my, my house. Home. Yes. And again, that's a laudatory, and who mm. wouldn't, but right. it's not practical oftentimes. Right, and you have to coach the family and saying, you know, at some point, we're going to work to make sure that we can have this happen for as long as possible to live mm -hmm. in their home, mm -hmm. but there is going to become a time when we're going to have to move, and what's that <coughs> going to look like? Well, and what we see here, Lena, and ladies and gentlemen, uh, are we get the call from the kid who says, well, we need to get mom started on planning for Medicaid, mm -hmm. or we need to start doing this work, and we've got, mom has got some money, dad has some money, and we ask them, well, do you have a power of attorney? Do you have a, a living trust? No, 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 or they have an old one that doesn't really cover things like Medicaid planning and right. things or like that. Or it's in a lockbox. It lockbox, <laughs> can't get it right, yeah. And she did one, we can't find it, right. right. If you don't have it, yes. you don't have it. Yeah. And, and the frustrating thing for us is to tell that family, look, from an accessing of this information, this financial information, we may have to go to court and, and do a guardianship because mm -hmm. if you don't have the proper legal tools, and then the medical, the medical power of attorney, a living will pull the plug. The biggest one is a hip release, so mm -hmm. the family can actually talk to the yeah. doctor. So these are things you need to plan for in advance as well so you have the documents placed. And people say, well, mom will sign anything. <laughs> may not know what she's signing, she'll sign anything. And we can't do that. That's a whole right. another sticky That's situation. another whole, we're not going to go in that. <laughs> right. don't, don't, we're not going to do that. We're not going to yes. do that. Yeah. Nor is any good lawyer going to do that. Right. Right. So how do you, how do you uh, maybe navigate some of these complex and really <clears throat> emotional things? Because another thing we've seen is the good kid, the bad kid. Yes. Yes. The, and that's a whole 
three segments, four segments. <laughs> we'll be back on that. We'll have another whole thing on the good kid, bad kid thing because it's pretty common too. Right, yes. So from the, um, as I had mentioned earlier, Brad, the holistic approach to our assessments include do you have these documents sure. in place? And if they don't, our circle of who we work with, we will call um, you know, your firm, someone in, within your firm or um, other legal um, experts. And Melissa Donovan, of course, yes. is a, a, cert a certified elder law attorney. One of my attorney. top go-tos. Good. Um, and, and suggest that they consult and make sure that they're, not only that their um, powers of attorney and advanced directives, all of those are up to date, <coughs> um, and to have those reviewed right. um, and make sure that they're accessible um, and make sure that um, whoever they're designating is the appropriate person right. um, and that the person you're designating is also they know that they're being designated as the that's, not just because you're in the birth order. That's just another thing <laughs> right right and birth order is such a compelling thing sometimes yes. too it's the yes. it's the it may be the best way but sometimes it's the also use this term the lazy way right and I don't want to make anybody mad and and that's okay too we don't want to make anybody mad but we have to have the right people in place right right because at that time if there's a crisis some people can <laughs> navigate and and move forward with the wishes others have an emotional they just don't have the bandwidth to do that no and they're busy right and they're busy and right. they have a family and they have a work and they have other things and and again if you live out of state i mean one of the things that we put into all of our powers of attorney and our living trust is that if you're an adult caregiver lives out of state, all their expenses would be paid to come here to take care of their loved one oh, here. Oh, that's good. Okay. And, and if they lose time from work, they'll have that reimbursed to them. So they can come and not have to worry about breaking their own budget to mm -hmm. get down here. That's fantastic because, you know, you hear this sibling dynamic and I do everything, I pay uh, for the sure. airfare, and I don't get any thanks, and I'm taking off work. So that really... That's amazing. I think that that's a wonderful thing to put. We do, we in do, the we do, because we don't get a right. I mean, I'm the good kid, but right. I have to live in Chicago. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> wow, that's really impressive. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, you all do that. Yeah, we do that. Yeah. You've got a phrase here, the paperwork you gave me, which is something that Melissa. So Melissa Donovan's our certified elder law attorney, and she's in fact today taking two full days of continual legal education on that subject. She knows a lot, but it's always good to learn more. But you've got here, and I'm sure she's familiar with this, I am not, aging life care professional. Mm -hmm. That's a new term to me, and I'm sure a new term to our listeners and viewers. What's an aging life care professional? Well, being that I sit on the national board, um, the Aging Life Care um, Association and its professionals have been around for 35 years. That's really interesting. Yes. Huh. And the story there is, is that it started on the East Coast because the New Yorkers were going to Florida. The adult sure, children were sure, saying, who's sure. going to take care of mom when and dad when they go to Florida? I can't fly I'm in Long there. Island and they're in yes, Tampa. Yes, and right. so I would like to hire privately a social worker or a nurse to go and check in on mom. You know, if there's an emergency, then we've got our, our backup plan. So that kind of is how the, the profession, we are also known in the past as geriatric care managers. Now that's a term I'm familiar with. Yes. Geriatric care managers right. are now aging life care professionals. Correct. Which is, uh, it's easier covers, to say. It, well, it also covers a broad scope because many 
practices such as myself, we not only do elder care, we do special needs, and we're also a guardianship program. So we're not pigeonholed into just geriatrics because we serve a wide, wide um, population of individuals with you know different diseases and 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 uh, afflictions, whatever. Right. right. And you mentioned special needs, so you could help a family that has a special need loved one, an mm -hmm. adult child who. Right. Again, uh, we're running out of people to take care of them, right. and frankly, I can't move them into my home because I have another life. Right. And, and you can help with placement or care in that situation, Correct, too. and working with the Medicaid waiver programs. You know, right. there's so many things right. that, are, that they're entitled to, and sometimes the families just don't know how to navigate that landscape. So our team knows how to do that. Good. Yes. Because one false move with a distribution from a special, from any kind of trust, you can disqualify You can lose every, everything. everything. Right. So sometimes families don't know that they're, <laughs> that they're up against that, and right. so um, that's where we we can step in and be a support um, to them. Not only just from the financial perspective, but just education um, and hand-holding because many of the special needs clients that we work with, they're single moms or- Sure they are. You know, sure, or they come from a, a place where they've never navigated this, this that world mm -hmm. before. And so we're there to help handhold and grow. I mean, many of our, our clients have been with us for over 10 years wow. that are special needs. They started sure, as infant sure, and then sure, we've seen sure. them okay. grow. Um, and, and, and respond and adapt and, and provide things that they need as they, as they grow. And as, yeah. And again, right, uh, life is not static. Right, All right, exactly. so you mentioned something that we talked about here in other podcasts a little bit, and this is the notion of a guardianship. So a guardianship, again, viewers and listeners, is where this, the disabled individual can't care for themselves either financially or they make their own medical decisions. If it's a minor child, then they can't raise themselves and they have to have a, a guardian to raise them until they're 18. But this is now we're talking adults, so they can't make their own medical decisions. They can't make their own financial decisions. And they somehow missed the train when it came to financial powers of attorney, living trusts, and medical powers of attorney, and, and that sort of thing. And so we have to go to court and we have to have the probate judge appoint some person or entity as the medical guardian, the guardian of the person, or the financial guardian, the guardian of the estate. And that is a challenging situation that we would hope most people wouldn't end up in, but they do all the time. There's an active docket at our local probate court on guardianships. And you have a reference here, Elena, that you are certified as a professional guardian. Mm -hmm. How does MIR work in that space? So uh, we have uh, six certified private professional guardians. I've mm. also heard to hold certifications in nursing, uh, case management, as well as social work. And so we only provide services for guardian of the person. Okay, so that's the medical guardian. You're not right. going to touch the money. The well-being of the, yeah. the well-being of the individual. That's good to know because um, that's usually the hardest role to fill. Right. Uh, we got trust companies that will serve as the guardian of the estate. They'll manage the money, they'll make right. the distributions, but finding somebody to make these healthcare decisions, these living decisions, um, it's a pretty lean deal. So you guys yes. do that. So we do that as Good. a firm, and so we have seven individuals <coughs> that can respond accordingly. Um, and so we work with the fiduciaries. Um, we assess. Fiduciaries uh, would be? The, the, the trust officers okay. or um, the individuals that are overseeing um, the, 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 money. the the money part of things. Sure. 
But, you know, many of our special needs are guardianship um, individuals, wards, clients. So if you're in a guardianship, if you're the subject of the guardianship, you're called a ward, W-A-R-D. I like to use client, but... It's a nicer term. <laughs> it's it's nice, kind of an odd term. term. Yeah, ward is... I don't know well. where it comes from, but <laughs> um, let's use the word client. What yes. the heck? So we, um, we uh, assess the situation. We justify <laughs> some of the expenses that are needed. We okay. help navigate. Um, you know, we had a... Just last week had a, an elderly um, client that was in the home, and she was not medication managed. She was wandering, going in and out of the house. We, we um, went to the court and said we'd like to request that she moves into a safer environment. And she transitioned beautifully, and she's medication managed. And Good. kind of the end result is, um, and it's ongoing, but um, kind of bring peace to yeah, a chaotic a situation, chaotic and dangerous Absolutely. Um, situation. So that's kind of one example where our our expertise and our knowledge and history of providing geriatric care management, special needs care management, mm -hmm. lends to being a really good guardianship care manager. Sure, it all because fits we get together. deep in the weeds. It's not right. just about checking boxes and that we fulfilled our you know quarterly or monthly, but it's looking and seeing and making sure that. Um, things that the client needs are, are in place and holding those entities accountable, whether that's in the home or in the nursing home or in the assisted living or wherever they Because are I was driving down I-35 uh, last evening. Big sign outside of a plaintiff's lawyer's office. We sue for nursing home mm. negligence, whatever. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, and you guys can monitor the care. Oh, yeah. Okay. Home, yes, yes. Okay. Because that's, I think as an adult child, that's really the almost the scariest part. You're putting your adult parent in a, you know, uh, a, a completely strange environment, something yes. maybe if you've ever been to a nursing home, you were in to see a, a loved one and out as fast as you could. Right, right. And now you put mom, dad in there, and what's going to happen, and how do I know what the reputation of this thing is and, and all that? And you guys right, can, and that's our our job to, you know, the good, the bad, and the not so good. Sure, of course. We're, we're saying, he, here's the reality also of the situation. Right. Um, you know, sometimes it's not everything that you think it is. Um, and so working with the family to kind of get them to understand, you know, what is happening. We're dealing with a very short labor force right now in the caregiving situation. Well, we have a short labor yeah. force here, yeah. too. Yeah, and, yes, that, and that takes effect that. in the staffing sure. in a nursing facility. And so... Um, you know, and, and the expectations, sometimes we, we have to uh, be very realistic about what to expect. Um, because if you if you think of they're expecting something else, you're, it's going to lead to disappointment. Right. And, and, and frustration and yeah. at some point anger, right. too. And when we're involved, there's a little bit more complacency. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's less complacency. It's more like, okay, you know, they've got a professional group coming in here. Right. And so we're going to be... Well, at attention. Sure, of course. <laughs> and of making course. sure that um, things are, are somebody's are, mind in the store. Correct. Right, and yes. the adult child who, again, may live here but can't see mom, but maybe once a week, mm -hmm. or more infrequently. Right. Uh, or again, the special needs adult mm -hmm. loved one. You guys can again make sure things T's are crossed, I's right. are dotted, cares being given the right, right way. And COVID really shed light on that. <laughs> on you have life, you're working at home with your spouse, you're bound to the house, and then you have your loved one in a nursing community. And then the COVID protocols for every nursing facility or long-term care community, there's a different protocol. They sure, everyone, differently. everyone. And how sure. do you navigate all sure. of that? So it was really 
um, you know, 100 different ways that people handle and interpret mm -hmm. uh, CDC guidelines right. and things sure. like that. Sure, so, sure, sure. Um, yes, yeah, so that was a lot of things. Those were a lot of things that we had to, to navigate for our, our clients who had loved ones in communities. How soon should somebody contact you? I mean, at what point would be the optimal um, point for you all to get involved? Well, um, I have a, a colleague and um, an owner of a company that does what I do, and I heard her speak, and she said, it should be the 40-70 rule. When you're in your 40s and your parents are in your 70s, that's the time to have the conversation, or at least start, and it's not an overnight conversation. Mm -hmm. It is ongoing, because usually when an adult child approaches an elder parent and they say, hey, you want to talk about your long-term care? Gee, you think they're going to welcome it? Yeah, you want to welcome me with open arms? No, it's going to be... Um, and You're going to put me in a nursing home, <laughs> exactly, I know you. Exactly, exactly. And sometimes leveraging the in the sibling dynamic, the one that has that kind of softer approach that yes, mom the, and dad are more right, receptive right, to, right? right. Mm -hmm. And and then, um, you know, to talk with all of the siblings and say, this is the game plan, to be all on the same page. Right. Because you, you will soon find out, especially in crisis, that not everybody's on the same page. Oh, I'm sure that's right. So it's better to have that conversation earlier. Sure. Yeah. All right, so 70-ish, so I'm uh, 69 <laughs> and I've got... Uh, one of our sons, Zach, is here. He's 26, mm -hmm. and he's, you know, we haven't had the conversation yet, but right. we'll probably do that in the next year or two. Right. Just right. to kind of, and Cindy has already thought about some things. Mm -hmm. um, so. You don't want to put them in a position where they're like, I don't know what mom and dad want. Again, and, we, then, and, and now they can fight. Yeah. Right. What, <laughs> yeah. we tell, what we tell people is, is that the essence of a good estate plan and an essence of a good care plan is that Things are structured in such a way to minimize points of friction between yes. children. Right. Because one false move and there's a blow up. And I was talking to somebody yesterday and there was a blow up in their family. Never speak to that sibling right. again. Ever. And it's generational. If that first generation doesn't speak, guess what? The next generation, yeah, cousins are, cousins gonna are not going to no, speak. They're not gonna speak and right. so you really have control on making it the best for a generational um, and a legacy mm -hmm. for, for your family um, by putting these things into place ahead of time. Okay, you've got another question here. We're running, not running short on time, but I want to be efficient with our time. Yes, sir. Um, do you provide after hours or on-call service? Do you? Yes. Yes, we okay. are on call 24-7. Wow. Um, so after hours and on the weekends, I will say our team does a really good job that our phone is not ringing after hours. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yes. that's, uh, <laughs> you, you don't want it to ring, yes. but if it because, rings, somebody will pick up. Because I'm on call, so ah, I know who's calling. Oh, <laughs> boy, that's always a nice little thing, right? Yes. So, you know, if somebody's out of town and they have their loved one goes to the hospital, we're the holders of other information. We have their medical records. Sure. We have their medication list. And so we can actually go to the hospital, talk to the hospital personnel, and then all, in the meantime, contact the family in Aruba mm -hmm. and say, listen, everything's under control. Don't right. worry. Don't jump on a plane. Here's the status. If you need to come, we'll we'll let you know. Okay. So yeah. let me go to the next step because if people are kind of going, okay, how do you bill for your services? So we charge um, by the hour, okay. um, but by 15-minute increments. All right, sure. And so That's what, how we do it, too. Yes. And so usually what we're doing is like, let's start with a consultation. Let's put a care plan together with our recommendation, put pen to paper. Here are all of the resources, and then we give this deliverable, and then mm -hmm. you can navigate it on your own if you mm -hmm. wish. However, we find that 
a 20 page document with a lot of lists of things to do mm -hmm. is overwhelming. Sure. So we'll do a hybrid approach and work with them. Um, but that means that it's more cost efficient because they know they can pick and choose and say, I can do this, but Lena and Mir team, I want you to work on this. Okay, sure. And yeah. then when the loved one crosses a divide or another step uh, down the ladder, mm -hmm. uh, you guys can then step in and, and help with that right. too. It's all customized Because I don't need to name a facility now, right? but... When the time comes, I want you right. to help transition. That's right, because right. if I pick one today, brand new today, right. it, 10 years from now, it's 10 years old. Right, and, and another new you one. might not have the same leadership in, in place, yeah, Sure, that's <laughs> really good. Well, of course, that's right. I mean, it's, these are companies, they change employees, right. they change management, exactly. and, and things go up or they go down. Exactly. That's really interesting. Yes. Okay. Yes. Wow. Good stuff. Uh, one last question I hear. Are yes, you bonded and insured? Yes, we are. All right, uh, very we good. We carry um, a lot of coverage. Okay, um, we do too. Yes. We do too. And right. then also with the certification of nursing <laughs> and, and social work, they also right. have their own liability. And well, and, you, and you've got, uh, again, right, you get responsibilities through the state. Correct. And the right. probate courts and all that too. Absolutely. So, well, very Absolutely. good. This is great. This is so nice. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. What an me. exciting thing <laughs> and what a necessary thing. I mean, one of two things is going to happen, ladies and gentlemen, and we kind of know this, but let's just be blunt. We are either going to drop dead or we're going to linger. And as we linger, the lingering can be, again, we may drop, die early in the lingering process. We may die later in the lingering mm -hmm. process. But getting a grip on this and getting our heads around it and the reality of that it will happen is just so important and you know deer in headlights is an awful place to be and that's where again confusion frustration expense liability mm -hmm. and family dynamics can come in and crush the whole thing so um is there a local number somebody could call sure um 512-975-2444 and your website www.mircareconsultants.com. Very good. Very good. Very good. Lena, fantastic. Thank you so much. What a for good little uh, good thing to know. Really good thing to know. We're going to post this uh, and uh, you can listen to it again. You can share this. And I recommend everybody who's watching or listening share this interview with your friends and family members too because this is invaluable information. We will be back with another episode of the Estate of the Union soon, and we appreciate you watching and listening. Thank you very much. Thank you.